Episode 23 of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. They're based in Cleveland. They're veteran-owned. Check them out at szaboapparel.com. Huge episode today, maybe our biggest ever. Tons of very special guests. Let's get right into it. Let's go. 18 seconds left. He's got the snap. Back to pass. Up in the pocket, shooting it long and deep, and it's picked up. They got it. Terrence Mitchell's got it, and it's all over here now. They can't take it away anymore. 11 seconds left to go. Mitchell takes the football. He's going to run it down to the best fans, the most patient fans in the league, right to the dog pound. Up and in he goes. Checkity, check, 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 one, two, microphone check, one, two, Raleigh, can you hear me? We are back, baby. We are back. Episode 23 of the Dogs of War podcast. This is one of your hosts, Kevin, with my co-host, Raleigh. And it has been a week, two weeks? It's been a while. Sorry for the lack of structure, guys. We don't really know what we're doing yet. We're figuring out what we're doing. It's the off-season blues, but we're in a good mood. We're in a good mood. We got good news. We got some... Not as good news, but we got some big updates for the show, and I'm pretty excited to get into them. Tonight is Wednesday. We're recording this. The University of Dayton, my alma mater, Flyers just won another game. Best player in the country, Obi Toppin. No big deal. Number seven in the country, no big deal. Had to give that quick (laughs) shout-out to start the the episode. Yeah, I'm really glad they won. I was watching you watch the last three minutes of that game, and it was close. For those of you... Living under a rock, not to rip off your catchphrase. Is it a catchphrase? Uh, saying, whatever. Say, saying, whatever. Three minutes at the end of a college basketball game, that's like 45 minutes. Oh, absolutely. But I'm so glad they won. Kevin's in a good mood. In a great mood right now. We have some pre-recorded interviews from last week. This episode's kind of like uh, the movie Inception. It's a big episode. No, actually not Inception. Uh, Pulp Fiction, where things are shown out of place. That's a the stronger reference. Remember how I've told you I haven't seen a lot of movies? Yeah, well... That's one of the movies I've not seen. Somebody listening will understand what I'm coming no, from I, with I the get Pulp that. Fiction. I get that. I've just never seen Pulp Fiction. It's on Netflix, though. I scroll past all the time. It's just like four hours, I think. It's a good movie. Speaking of which, the Oscars coming up. I know we're going all over the place right now, but it's all right. I Can't gotta, stop us. I got to go see 1917 and something else before the Oscars. Uh, what else have I not seen that I want to see? Yeah, 1917 is all I can really think of. I heard it's of. incredible. Star Wars was okay. Yeah, I'm not a Star Wars guy. Let's get into it. So, it's been a couple of weeks. What, I mean, I, again, I've never been engaged before. Oof. Oh, me neither, for that matter. So, what's happening on the engagement front? Like, what can you tell? What can you fill us in on? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard this either. I haven't asked you in a while. Okay, so... For those of you that have been engaged, they can probably attest to this. For those of you that haven't listened, Raleigh got engaged over Christmas break this year. Christmas Eve. She said yes. She said yes. So now we're just going to catch up and see what's been happening on the wedding planning front because I don't know what the hell that entails. So, A, me neither. But B, when she said yes, you know, greatest day of my life, greatest moment of my life. I'd say that genuinely. It sounds like I'm chewing it off. But yes, it was. Within 20 minutes, though, dude. They go straight into wedding logistics mode. Like, I'm not kidding. It was 20 minutes later. She's already looking up venues. Did any of her friends, because I always see the Instagrams when girls get engaged. Their friends bring over like 20 wedding magazines Uh, with like a bottle of champagne. I 
Which is hilarious, the fact that they're popping that to you. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Got her. (laughs) I tricked you, Kate. Um, But it's just, I'm pretty overwhelmed, and I'm doing like 2% of the work. Kate has like 30 different spreadsheets on Excel going. Google Docs. Google Docs. So you can't even see them, or can you see them? I, I can see them, but she's just crunching numbers, price analysis, um, and you're just cutting checks. Like and you I mean, she's she's also more wealthy and powerful than I am. So no, I'm, but I meant like you. I, yeah, I am cutting saying, checks. You don't. You don't <laughs> yeah. even know. She just tells you an amount and a check to write, and you just okay. Here you go. Yeah, I'm just like allocating everything I have. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just offering you everything I have financially and as much attention span as I am possibly <laughs> capable of giving you. I. Like I'm trying to figure out where I need to care and then care about that specific thing as much as humanly possible. So you and I have both now that, you know, at our age, we've been to a thousand weddings, like most people our age and beyond. What is one thing that you never would have imagined as part of the process that you didn't think you have to pick out or even care about? Um, like, like one thing question. you were like service really? charges. I got it. I got it. So, just imagine when you're shopping around for something and everything is more expensive than you could possibly imagine just because the word wedding is associated with mm-hmm. it. And you go to these different venues or you talk to different uh, vendors and they go over the pricing or whatever and you're like, wow, this is incredibly expensive. You guys keep raising the bar of how amazed. <laughs> you keep raising the bar of how incredibly expensive something like linens could cost but there is always a 20 percent service charge on everything and i'm like oh yeah and there's a 20 percent service charge and i'm like wow i didn't realize that the four times my net worth you're about to get paid wasn't enough and somebody's got to cover the bus boys i my mistake yeah 20 percent sounds about right industry standard but all in all we're just trying to have fun with it and not stress out too much about it which that's an uphill battle and uh yeah it's kind of like i don't know i'm just allocating all my funds for sweet kate to manage appropriately and uh it'll be a magical day. Now, she'll do it appropriately those spreadsheets are too clean to be like she is a data analyst she knows what she's doing ah there you go all right, well, we're all here along for the ride just to, to check in in case you see how the planning is going, really just for entertainment from yeah. your suffering. Yeah, it's magical. Not suffering, Kate. I meant for the fun that he's having planning this wedding. She doesn't listen to this podcast, but... She does not listen. But yeah, she is doing 98% of the work. Kate, I love you. You're crushing it. And let me know what I need to care about. And I'm there. Um, speaking of weddings, speaking great of segue. Weddings, great thank, segue. Thank you to your engagement. Yeah. One of the funniest things maybe in the history of reality TV. Now, granted, I don't watch reality TV. I've seen two episodes of what we're about to talk about, but maybe the most popular reality TV show ever. Well, besides what Kardashians? Besides cops. Besides cops. Is cops number one or is that just in my mind? That's the only reality show in our hearts. The Um, Bachelor. The Bachelor came to Cleveland, Ohio this week in their episode. Now I've never I've seen two episodes of this and I'll get into that in a second. The only clip I saw, which is the only one worth seeing, I guess, is one that went viral on Twitter of what who's the guy that hosted Chris? Uh God, I hate him. The the main guy. Yeah, the who's the host of the Bachelor? Chris 
whatever. Chris Jen- he came out. Chris something. There's like the 20 or 30 girls contestants sitting there in the room. I guess the theme of the season is they're going all over the world. And so they're pumped. They don't know where they're going. You know, are we going to Thailand? Are we going to Rome? Are we going to Miami? You know, Super Bowl. Wait, it's not Super Bowl. Never mind. He comes out and tells them, we are going to the city of rock and roll, Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> and their faces. <laughs> like they were upset. Just, it was like, uh, what's that painting? Like the scream painting? Is a Picasso, I think. Whatever. The Mona Lisa. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, they were horrified, mortified. And then they were trying to be like, yeah, woo. Yeah, it's like they... But they were mortified. That actually pissed me off. Like, all right, you don't get to go to Cleveland now. First of all, yeah, you're welcome, ladies. The LA of the Midwest, America <laughs> City, God's country. No, but in all seriousness, that was the funniest plot twist of all time. Now, the two episodes I've seen, uh, I saw the one with Don Juan or Don Pablo, like years ago, the finale, some dude, and I don't know, that's one episode I saw. And then another episode I saw was the finale... Last season, I remember the second last episode, the dude that is apparently some musician in Nashville but can't play guitar to save his life. And it was literally ruining my entire night to watch this guy play guitar and sing and that he's essentially trying to think of himself as a professional musician. Anyway, besides the point, but you watch the show. I don't. I First off, mother F word, I do not watch the show willingly. Kate watches the show and we live in a one-bedroom apartment. So... I watch the show with her and try not to ruin it by getting mad at all of the absurd stuff that goes on. But basically, there's one guy or one girl, depending on if it's The Bachelorette, which starts like immediately afterwards, surrounded by 30 members of the opposite sex. And they're all, everybody on the show is hot. They're smoke shows, they're studs, whatever. And this guy can't find love and he just wants to find love. And he does so by interviewing all of these girls and goes on all of these extravagant dates and just makes out with them and then they get engaged at the end of it the season finale and then six months later the wedding gets called off or they get divorced and for some reason they are on their like 30th season of it and and i don't get it this uh, this episode the cleveland one they actually went to first energy stadium and they had like a girl just call it uh first energy stadium I've never heard someone off like a newscast called that. Keep going. Sorry. Wait, what? It's called First Energy. It is called First Energy, but I'm just pronouncing whatever. Keep going. Shut up, Kevin. They went to First Energy and they had a they had the girls compete against each other in a football game. And Chris or no, nah, what's the douchebag main guy's name uh, this season? Peter. So like, oh yeah, football is a big part of my life, and I just want to play, watch these girls play football and all this stuff. Is he from Ohio? I don't know why they... Like, football's a big part of your life. That's the last stadium I want to go to. I mean, that's not true. I love going to First Energy. Um, but but as a non-Clevelander is what I'm saying. Like, yo, let's go to Cleveland Brown Stadium. Yeah, I need to do some more Factory of research on why they decided Cleveland. I mean... That's I'm, on both of us. It's all right. Yeah. But anywho, Josh Cribbs was the coach. So Ooh. I know. That was kind of cool. Um, seeing Cribbs... I guess I got to watch this now. It'll be my third episode ever. Uh, and apparently the girl, I don't know if they staged it. It was probably staged, but team A beat team B on like a last second Hail Mary pass. And I'm like, wow, that's never happened since watching games in Cleveland. But it happens on the bash. Like, God damn it. The opponents did it. Um, but yeah, then it cuts to him going on a one-on-one date. And he says, oh, you know what, Michelle? I just feel like you're so real. 
and you're so genuine and you're so awesome. I can see myself like falling for you and I'm just so happy right now. She goes, oh, me too. Then they start making out and then three minutes later, do you know what happens? He does, is there another girl? He does the exact same thing. Oh, Jenna, this has just been such a special like moment of time for me getting to know you and I can just see myself falling for you. And she says, one of the girls said this, I can see you being such a great dad and then he makes out with him. And I'm like, how do people, women in particular, keep watching this show? If I did that... Well, that's exactly why. Because this guy's just playing the but field? This is a fantasy world, and this does not happen in real life, to my knowledge. Okay, well, I can't... Im- Certainly not in my life. I can't imagine a fantasy... <laughs> we backed. I can't imagine a scenario where if I like pledged my love to somebody, Kate, for instance, and then I went to like an office party and made out with the intern how I'm not completely shunned by everybody in my family, friends, An of-age intern. And this guy just... Yeah, an an of-age intern. Consensually. Consensually. Yeah, I'm not a monster. I would never do that. I'm not... It's 2020, man. You gotta... gotta But the guy does it 45 times. I know. And I don't know. I despise it. I was like watching it ironically last night, and it just ended up making me mad that people keep watching this show. But it is what it is. So should we talk about Brown stuff now? Yeah, let's switch because I can only talk about The Bachelor for so long and I'm already kind of sick to my stomach after the amount of time we just put into that. But it's not on you or me. It's just current events. It's just so, the way but, it is, baby. But we talked about the interviews you did by yourself solo this week, which, by the way, thank you for that. Uh, your boy got a new job, a little bit uh, under the gun recently <laughs> oh, here. Yeah. So Riley did uh, a couple interviews by himself. So we can actually tie this into Brown Stadium. Who would you interview this week first? Well, I talked to first my boy Kevin Dahl. Kevin is Kevin lives in Florida. He's got a radio show. He I don't know what he does full time. I think the radio thing's part time, but he has been a big supporter of the page since day one. And he's just the man. He's got thirty thousand followers. Shout out Kevin Dahl. I'll in the interview I think I go over his Instagram thing. So we went to the Pro Bowl, uh, which is like a half a week long. Um event and he met some new friends and those new friends had things to say and here's the clips he provided us kevin play it hey this is nick chubb thanks for listening to dogs of war podcast what's going on this is javis landry and this is the dogs of war podcast Woo! <laughs> yes. juice and chubb our newest and dearest friends of the program welcome to the dogs of war family mr juice mr chubb in all seriousness, no, those guys are probably like, what the hell? Yeah, well, maybe, but... Well, we'll take anything we can get, baby. We are going to milk this as long as this show is around. We're also going to listen to... The, I've listened to those things probably 10,000 times since we got them. Yeah, I... Just, I listen- just laughing out loud at the fact that Chubb and Jarvis spoke our podcast name into actual existence. Yeah, it's like it's real now. It's, hilarious it's, it's, so you, and the, the people listening to this all three of you you're gonna get sick of hearing those too because that's gonna be our new intro when i cut the new intro yeah this podcast. we'll make a new intro get a new uh slick sound and it'll change up the mojo for next year brown's confirmed but dude play it again it's dude, so good one more time one more time hey this is nick chubb thanks for listening to the dogs of war podcast what's going on this is javis landry and this is the dogs of war podcast so shout out Juice and Chubb. I know you're listening to this now, so thank you, fellas. And we'll see you in Cleveland soon. Yeah, Barley House on me. 
before we uh, before we get into the interview with Mr. Kevin, Kevin Two, let's get into some happy Browns news and some sad Browns news. Why not? All right. Happy Browns news. We now have a GM. The youngest GM in the history of the National Football League. Welcome, Mr. Andrew Barry. May you effectively use stats, science, and your Ivy League to draft Hall of Famers left and right for years to come. We now have a gang of Ivy Leaguers running the ITT Tech of the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, they're just going to wreck the league with science, bro. He's 32 years old, Ivy Leaguer. Godspeed. When you say 32, I'm like, wow, he is two years older than me. And not even a year older than me. We're really showing our age here. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, you know what's kind of depressing is that if we were in the NFL right now, we would be in the twilight of our careers. Yeah, I guess. Depends on who you are. If we were Gronk, if we were Luke. If I was a place kicker, I'd hold it down until I was like 45. What else is on the docket for Browns news? Sad Browns news. The Browns have parted ways as of today with Elliot Wolf and Alonzo Highsmith. So when a new coach, new GM comes in, obviously a lot of house cleaning gets done. We knew this was coming. I was a huge fan of Alonzo Highsmith. So were you. We all were. I was not too thrilled with a comment he made during an interview today, which said on him in the team mutually parting ways, I wanted to go in a different direction because my philosophy on football is different from theirs. I may go to Aruba or go to the Masters. I'm going to take some time to do some fun stuff. That, depending on, we don't know anything going on behind the scenes. We're like most of the Cleveland media and Browns beat writers that don't know anything that goes on inside Berea. Oh, we're all just going to talk about that. But it's a little bit of a cause for concern. He made a lot of moves in that office. We know that. He made a lot of draft decisions. He made a lot of other personnel decisions. For him to say that they're going a completely different direction, maybe that's good because we've not been going in a good direction ever. Maybe it's not. Eh. I'm always going to be devil's advocate. I'm the resident pessimist. We know this. But that's all I got to say on that. Uh, well, I think under his watch, the past two drafts have been solid. And, I mean, he's the guy that sniped Chubb in the second round. True. That's badass. I mean, they, how do I say it? Years before that, it was comical, the picks they were making relative to what other teams were picking. So, at least him and Wolf. And Dorsey, however it worked. <laughs> oh, we can't. We should have thought of that before they parted ways with him. But the guy did his job. And I'm just like, okay, just don't pick something stupid that nobody else wanted, thinking you're smarter than the rest of the league and get burnt by it. Either way, I wish him the best. I wish Wolf the best. And I hope that Mr. Barry, I certainly wish him the best. Um, so we'll see how it goes. We're all just kind of speculating at this time. But hey, Team DeVry of the NFL. Not DeVry. What, what, what did you say? Tech. Yeah, ITT Tech. What's next? What's the stronger of the two institutions? I have no idea. Yeah, whatever. Happy Browns news. This is from last week. Odell Beckham had surgery on his abs, and that went well. So It went well, and I guess he was also in the facility shortly after. Uh, yeah, everything that people said. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about medicine, but everyone said it was a success. Simple surgery, and now he should be back to absolutely 100%. Come September. Well, that's good news, Kevin. Oh, back to Sad Browns news. Kareem Hunt got pulled over, and there was a video. Apparently, the officer smelled the marijuana, the devil's lettuce, which Kareem said it wasn't his. I don't know why. Every, it's all allegedly. Every Browns player that gets pulled over 
it seems like they all suffer from having friends that leave weed in their car. Where are my West Side people at? Look, <laughs> there's a lesson to be learned here if somehow you haven't learned it by the time you're like nine years old living on the West Side. You do not speed through Rocky River. You do not speed through Bay Village. Either one of those, there's a 99% chance if you don't get busted in the one, you'll get popped in the other. You don't do it. Why these athletes don't get clued in on this, again, where we need to be come, come in and be hired to do this shit as their babysitters or whatever, oh, yeah. blows my mind. So, yeah, I'm mad at him, but he's kind of from Cleveland, even though he's an East Sider, but still, come on, guys, like clean it up. And if you're going to get caught speeding, don't get caught speeding with your roommate's weed in your car. Allegedly. Uh, I think the bigger issue at this point is I don't know who these cops that are pulling them over, realizing that they're Browns players and turning them in. Like, oh, shoot, you, you know what, Kareem? You're right. That is your roommate's weed. I'm not saying anything. And I'm Allegedly. certainly not saying anything to freaking Goodell. Well, okay, I don't condone turning a blind eye to people driving with substance. But occasionally you think they'd get pulled over by a Browns fan. Like, sir, officer, you've lived in this city for however long. Like, we could use a non-suspension. As long as it's not DUI, murder... Abusing of a female, what am I missing? Or child or something else. Any of the heinous stuff. Yeah, those are the big ones. Just, you know, just maybe, you know, walk away. Yeah. Say, don't do it again. Don't slap on the wrist as long as no one's hurt or they're not hurting anyone else. It's Uh, a plan. You're speculating. Yeah, well, whatever. All right, all seriousness, we do not condone turning a blind eye to crime. Or driving intoxicated by any means. Or drug use. But it's a plant. Anyway. Everything's allegedly. uh, Happy Browns news. Jarvis and Chubb held it down at the Pro Bowl Balled in out dodgeball. During that dodgeball game. If you have not looked up the clips or seen those clips of the dodgeball game on social media, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, do yourselves a favor. Go type it in on Twitter and watch those games. Those guys, as good as they are in football, multiply that by like 10 on the dodgeball court. It was awesome. They were down. It was those two left uh, for the AFC versus four guys on the NFC. And come from behind victory they it basically involved uh landry catching if you catch the ball that your opponent throws in dodgeball your opponent is out which what are you new here yeah i don't i'm just saying but i don't know why the hell somebody would you know throw it at a receiver he catches footballs for a living he can handle a dodgeball and he's particularly good at catching this just goes to show that when you get to be a professional athlete in the nfl and the nba it does not matter what sport you're playing, what activity you're playing. They're going to be good at everything. Jarvis, Chubb, anyone, they could play pool and they'd beat the shit out of you. Ping pong, they'd kill you. It doesn't matter. So shouldn't have been surprised if they're that dominant dodgeball, but still absolutely incredible and fun to watch. Yeah, so. Good. Oh, while we're on Jarvis, I watched his press conference say that from the Super Bowl. Or no, actually not a press conference. He got interviewed on a show. It was on ESPN this morning. The week leading up to the Super Bowl down in Miami, there's just all media nonstop. So, of course, Juice is down there. And they asked him about you know, Stefanski. Have you met him? Have you talked to him? He said he's talked to him several times. Uh, and he said the one thing he likes about it, well, two things he brought up. One, all he keeps telling Jarvis is time to get to work. Can't wait to get to work. Jarvis has watched all of Stefanski's press conferences and said that he loves it. He keeps saying he's not committing or saying he's going to be the one calling the plays. It's going to be whoever he thinks is going to put the team in the best spot to succeed. So that's him calling the plays or they're bringing an OC, whatever it is. But Jarvis loves that. If Jarvis is happy, OBJ is happy. If they're happy, I'm happy. 
I, I that's sound logic. I, I support everything you just said. So yeah, good stuff. Stefanski confirmed. Browns confirmed. One more thing about the Browns' current players: uh, Baker Mayfield and Emily. If you're listening to this, Emily Mayfield, a friend of the program. Your Insta <laughs> stories all this week have been from some paradise somewhere. I can't figure out where it is. Not that I've really put any thought or search into it. I've never really been to any tropical places myself, but let us know where that is. I'm just dying to know. Yeah. Shout out Mayfields. Um, yeah, let's uh, hop right into the interview with Kevin number two. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Dahl. Slash thanks. my new best friend. Kevin, how the hell are you? <laughs> thanks for having me, man. I love this. I love your podcast. So I'm looking forward to hearing myself on it. I'm doing great. Today was a good day. Today I did the Pro Bowl here in Orlando, Florida, and it was a lot of fun. Kevin, it's freezing in the Midwest, and the Pro Bowl would be awesome. Warm weather would be awesome. But, yeah, what's the vibe like? I have no idea. You'd think that somebody with a podcast and an Instagram account, greatest Brown-specific meme account of all time, mind you, would know more about the Pro Bowl and the day-to-day. But what's it like on the ground level? Like, you are walking around amongst the players. Yeah. And they're interacting. It's awesome. It's fun. It is fun. That's the cool part about this is that it's, you know, it's the practices that are going on right now. And everyone's just having fun. Everyone's on vacation. Everyone doesn't really kind of, they don't really care. The, you know, the, they're, they're not running these deep plays. The practices are just relaxing. A lot of music in the background. It's, it's like <laughs> a vacation, so to speak, you know. But I will tell you this. Today was, was decent with the weather. Yesterday was in the late 30s. It was in the high 30s, low 40s. And every, that was the talk of the town yesterday. Every player, everyone was bitching because it was so cold. You, even Landry had like a sweater on in Florida. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I mean, it makes sense that they would be upset, but it's also like you know, I've been freezing for a month straight now, so deal with it, Florida. But, <sighs> this but is yes, true. I'll, keep, I'll, I'll true. keep them all in my prayers. But, yeah, keep them all in your prayers. <laughs> so... So I just played the uh, I just played the clip uh, to the audience, and that's going to be like a an intro clip or a something clip. But Chubb, <laughs> Chubb and Landry shouting out the Dogs of War podcast. You're my hero. My best friends have never done anything that nice to me. Like, <laughs> that will be on my tombstone. Well, it'd be weird if I did a shout out to you on my tombstone. You can. Nice I'll be. I'll. You'll know. You. You'll have a visitor at least once a year. I'll. Yeah. I'll feel like obliged. I have to. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. You're the man. So Kevin is actually a fan of. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, I knew that. I just I, I yeah. wanted you to say it. I'm but... a Philadelphia Eagles fan, but I'm gonna like I I I've, a lot of my good friends are Browns fans. So the Browns are like you know they're like my like little brother. You know, like I don't want them to beat me, but I also don't want them to lose. Does that make sense? It, yeah, oh yeah, it makes total sense. There's a lot of uh, I feel like the when the Browns aren't somebody's primary team, they're always a, a close second. And you've been a supporter of the Brown or our page at least for day one since day one, and I've always appreciated that. I, I was thinking of asking you this: you don't have to say a Browns player, okay, unless it's true. Okay. But which player did you have the most fun shooting the shit with? Um, who did I have the most fun shooting the shit with Ryan Tannehill? 
I have a, a he, he's a, he used to play on the Dolphins. I have a lot of friends here in Florida that are Dolphins fans, and they would run their mouth about Ryan Tannehill. So, of course, when I saw him, I was like, hey, listen, I got this friend that used to say this. Would you say something? And sure enough, he was all about it, did a couple takes. Was, you know, he was great. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. He looks like a prick, but he's not. Like, was he funny? What was uh, the interaction? I wouldn't say he's funny. He's just a good sport. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's necessarily funny, but he's a good sport. And then you've got, you know, you've got like people like Amari Cooper, who not only did he do all the interviews for everybody, and he's one of the biggest players out there, but then he took care of all the kids and the autographs and whatnot. Um, You know, Russell Wilson did the same thing. Russell Wilson had Sierra there. They're like, it's like a, it's like a, a publicity thing, but it works out well. And I, uh, I met Sierra a couple times when I used to live in LA. So it was fun when she knew who I was, which was great. Um, I felt like a big wig for like, you know, 10 seconds. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'd say, uh, that I'd say those are those LeGarrette Blunt was out there. He's not even playing. He was just out there to watch And man. LeGarrette Blunt is hilarious. LeGarrette Blunt, <laughs> he'll say whatever. No, that's awesome. What, what do you got in store over the weekend? Uh, next couple of days so uh saturday is another practice in which i'm going to be doing the same thing i did today so any you know requests or whatnot feel free to you know give them to me um and then saturday night um is a celebrity all-star basketball game uh that chris johnson the old running back C what was his CJ2K? What was his stupid name? It's like CJ2K. He's having this this uh celebrity basketball game with like Floyd Mayweather and a bunch of people. So I'm doing that Saturday. And then Sunday's the Pro Bowl. Uh they're gonna do a red carpet at noon. From noon to one, I'll probably do that and get a bunch of players to like make fun of some of my friends, like my friend Chad Close. I'll I'll get them to say that you know <laughs> Chad Close sucks, you know, like <laughs> Oh, uh, that's great. Well, I'm going to be yeah. honest. I kind of, when you said make some request, I kind of zoned out and started thinking of what we could do. Like, hey, hey, uh, Nick Chubb, um, I know this guy who has a podcast. He's not a guy. He's a he's a kid that's 17 who's following his dreams and has a podcast. We'll lie to him. And then uh, <laughs> do you want to come on it? And he'll be like, yes, I can support that kid following his dream. And then he comes on, he figures out, you know, I'm not a kid that's following his dream at 17. I'm 30. But yeah. boom, we already got him on the podcast. And we uh, got him on. And then we yeah. become friends through Woody comments or something. He's pretty quiet. I can't believe you got him to say that. He's like, th- there was an episode uh, or a YouTube video that the Browns posted where it was Chubb mic'd up. And it was a game that he went off. I feel like it was um, maybe the Ravens game. But the highlights were awesome. But he just didn't say anything. You just heard him grunt the whole time. <laughs> he was like running. It's like, why did they? Like the comments were like, no, this is awesome. But the guy doesn't say anything. But then the same, like in the same style of that, they did uh, the same thing with Landry when they played the Dolphins, his former team. And there was a ball that was. Uh, it was thrown high and he tried to grab it and somebody was holding him a little bit and he was calling for the interference and the ref was like, no, that was well out of your reach. He goes, have you seen my highlight reel? Have you seen my <laughs> highlight reel? I'm like, so like he thought of that on the dome. I'm like, the dude's funny as hell. That's and, so uh, Jarvis Landry. And they were showing, uh, they posted clips of him doing like a throwing contest today. Dude, he's throwing darts. Yeah. 
I don't know if he ever was a quarterback, but God I'm forbid sure if something happened to Baker, we got a backup in Jarvis Landry. Well, uh, not just that, but you could always do a, a, a reverse Statue of Liberty, you know, and just have Jarvis Landry. Though, so. Yeah, he threw the uh, – he did, uh, yeah, the Philly special. Do you guys get yeah. mad when they did the Philly special against uh, – who was it? The Jets last year and our first win when we broke the streak. No, not at all. I think it's great. I think uh, you know, like the the the, the Philly special. I, I well, that used to be something else. Uh, I forgot what it used to be. I remember I've seen that play before, um, and it's funny as that play was happening in the Super Bowl. I remember thinking like that's not right, and then I saw them snack the ball, and I'm like that's going to go to Foles. And sure enough, it did. And it's weird. Almost every time a team runs a Philly special, I kind of like, wait a second, are they going to run a Philly? I even that play that Monday nighter. I remember that. And sure enough, the, uh, wasn't that a Monday nighter special? No, it was a Thursday. It was a night game. I remember it was a night game. Yeah, It was Thursday night, Monday, Thursday Thursday night. Cause we still, like we broke the winning streak, but we didn't break the, or we broke the losing streak, but we didn't break, the Sunday specific losing streak. I remember ah, that. Yeah. Um, I think it was Thursday, but now yeah, whatever. Um, I think but it was too. That's fantastic. Anyway, Kevin, you're the man. Check out Kevin on Instagram. Kevin Dahl, at Kevin Dahl, K-E-V-I-N-D-A-H-L. Well, no, it's at Kevin H. Dahl. Oh, Kevin H. Dahl. Yeah, Kevin does. H. Dahl. I'll put that's it in right. the, uh, I'll put in the, the bio of the show. Yeah. And, um, and we'll all become wealthy and powerful. And, You're the and man. A, and a lot of today's videos, by the way, was Dan with him, handsome Dan with him. And his, uh, his handle on Instagram is at D with him, junior. And it's uh, D W I T H a M junior. Handsome Dan took a lot of that video today. He's also from uh, Ohio. I think he's from uh, Alliance, uh, he's one your, Ohio. He's one of your loyal Browns buddies. He's, That's he's, he's from Alliance, Ohio. He bleeds brown and orange Indians. He's he's why the hell isn't his handle handsome at handsome Dan with him? You know, maybe when he hears this, he'll then make the adjustment. Uh, but you're right. He I'll post them both. He, he should probably change that he upon should. hearing this. Okay. But anyway, Kevin, you're the man. Thank you so much for all your support and go Eagles, but mostly go Browns, but also go Eagles. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, every time I get wrecked, I always want to call the Muni Lot payphone and just like say like the worst shit ever. And I always keep myself from doing it. I'm telling you, man, it's just a matter <laughs> of time. <laughs> uh, well, I'll hear it and I'll edit it and I'll determine if it's uh, if it's worthy. That being said, uh, I have a bunch of Muni Lot payphone calls that I need to listen to screen and play later. Perfect. But you're the man. You have a great night, Kevin. Uh, you too, man. Um, before we get into the interview with Annie Wilkinson, who is Emily's sister, Baker's sister-in-law, all around great person. She has a great podcast, the Nobody's Podcast. Um, we want She's to take- on a podcast with two nobodies right now. Yeah, it's ironic. Um, is it ironic? I don't know if that's ironic. But don't you think? Jokes aside, uh, we obviously bullshit and uh, stick to the light stuff here. There was a huge tragedy in the the sports world this week at the passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and six other people in a helicopter crash, excuse me, but this interview was recorded last week, and Annie lives in LA, and, you know, we talked about 
the cool stuff she does in LA. What's it like being a, a new Browns fan, so to speak? And obviously LA is just crushed right now. A lot of the country is, a lot of people are hurting. So we joked around uh, last week, but hopefully the positive vibes from this interview and maybe this podcast as a whole can do some good for somebody. Anyway, here's the interview. Let's cue it up. From LA, Annie Wilkinson. Annie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. I told you about the whole Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry shout out plug video that we're going to be using without their permission, probably. But I'm doing all right. I'm doing <laughs> well. All good. Right. No, that was so cool. I it was great. So yeah, I, I've been meaning to ask you guys this: the Uh-oh. Wilkinsons. You guys are from Nebraska originally. What brought you to LA? Oh my God, it's such a long story. So. Um, my youngest brother, Sammy is a musician and he moved out to LA first. And then, um, this is back in January of 2015, um, just to pursue, he graduated high school and he was pursuing music. And then, um, Emily, my sister moved out in May of 2015 to manage him. And then my other brother, Ben was finishing up college in that May. And he was just kind of like trying to decide what he wanted to do. And he ended up taking a job in LA with a startup company. And so they were all three out here, or at least like in the process of getting out here. I was living in Boston at the time. And my boyfriend is, was also in Boston and he is also a musician. And he decided right around the same time that he was going to move to LA. So it was like a very natural process. And so um, Sammy came in January, Emily came in May, I came in June, and Ben came in July. Yeah, you Wilkinson siblings really hold it down. That's I know. The, the we family really is do. united. Like, sometimes uh, it's gotten us into some trouble. <laughs> were you uh, were you an NFL fan before the whole your sister marrying Baker Mayfield thing? Um, we're more college football fans. Just being from Omaha, obviously, we're huge Cornhusker fans. Um, sure. But but I mean. Emily marrying Baker gave like a brand new reason for us to be excited about Sundays. Like we were oh, always football yeah. fans, but yeah, we didn't like have a set team or anything. We probably always leaned towards rooting for the Chiefs, but there was no real tie there. Yeah, it's um, Nebraska is one of those one of those cities, or well, it's a state as it turns out. Shout out, yeah. <laughs> teacher. Um, Omaha is one of those cities where it's like the populace is divided. Right there's. Who else would they go? Would they lean towards Denver at all? Or what's the yeah, population? Yeah, it kind of it goes like Denver, Minnesota, Green Bay, and the Chiefs. But it's, then you catch random people that are like obsessed with the Raiders. And you're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I My heart goes out to the Raiders nation just because as a Cleveland fan, we've gone through the whole your city, your, your football team's going to a different city now. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it is what it is. Are you guys having a good time with it? Have you adopted a game-watching ritual yet? Um, aside from just making sure we watch every game, uh, not really. Because it just kind of depends on which games we we travel to and which ones. Since we're out in L.A., like we do travel to Cleveland quite a bit. This year, I think I went to three or four away games. Um, so, nice. so we try to get together when we're all in L.A. to watch the games. But sometimes it just, it depends. Because it's a hard time, too, like, finding places that are playing it out here. Yeah. Uh, because they're almost always on at the same time as the Chargers. Browns, backers, bars are weirdly huge across the U.S. 
Um, no, we and we have one here, and we went to it, but it's twenty three dollars for a Bloody Mary. Well, that's that's not a Browns backers bar problem. That's a L.A. problem. Well, no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's why we were trying to find a different place to go. <laughs> Actually, I just kind of said that uh, reflectively. That's that's high in any city. What the well, hell? Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous, and it's not even that good. I did <laughs> order one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bloody was the bloody was not twenty three dollars worth of deliciousness. Oh my god, no! For twenty three dollars, I should be getting bottomless bloody marys. That's uh, yeah, that is kind of absurd pricing. But yeah. um, Annie actually has a podcast that she co-hosts with Bryce. What's Bryce's last name? McClay. Bryce McClay. Yeah. The Italian. Um, I don't think so. I'm going to go with Irish. <laughs> that was a shitty joke. Um, but anyway, I thoroughly enjoy your podcast. It is you Thank and you. Bryce. Am I, am I saying this? Correct me if I'm wrong. It's you and Bryce shooting the shit about nothing. Pop culture, family, friendship, whatever. Yes. Correct? So the whole, yeah, exactly. So the whole premise is that we are experts on nothing, but we have opinions on everything. We really just go, we tackle a lot of different topics and most of it is nothing. But I, I thoroughly enjoy listening to it. I'm like, wow. They, Thank you. You make it enjoyable despite talking about nothing. Appreciate that. Yeah. I always tell people that it's not going to be something that you go listen to, to learn anything necessarily, but it's a good one to listen to if you want to feel like you're just like sitting around talking and shooting a shit with friends. Yeah, we, we both share the journey of trying to figure out how to do podcasts on our yes. everlasting quest to wealth and power. Yes, exactly. And I do yeah. have to say, actually, I texted him and told him that we were doing this. And so he did want me to shout him out. And then also my family group chat was like going crazy right when you were getting ready to call me. So I'm also supposed to shout out my mom and my dad and Emily, Ben, Sam, my boyfriend and Baker. <laughs> I guess we'll give all of them a shout out. Yeah. Shout out Wilkinson's. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you that were living under a rock and didn't follow when we were in uh, Arizona for the uh, Cardinals game, which went south as a game, but the weekend as a whole was great. And we tailgated with the Wilkinson's. That's where I met Annie, Emily, Sam, Benny, sweet Benny. I didn't know Benny was Benny at the time. Oh yeah. After, uh, the game. Um, I walked into the uh, what do you call it? The main walkway, and I saw some. I recognized some people that were at the tailgate, and I was raving about the Wilkinsons, and I didn't oh know who God. I was speaking <laughs> to. And I was like, "Yeah, they're all just the nicest people, and they're all weirdly beautiful." I was talking to the dad, <laughs> Mr. Wilkinson, and I was like, "That guy's got a chiseled jawline." And oh and my God! Was like, oh, that's hilarious. So. Is that your first time meeting Emily? I was like, yeah, it was. She was great. And uh, he was like, <laughs> yeah, that's my sister. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, dude, your dad's hot. <laughs> but Oh, my yeah. God. Now, you guys were so nice about just the things you had to say about our family when you when you talked about the Arizona game. That was so nice and completely well, uncalled for. We were we're truly <laughs> the biggest bunch of degenerates like you've ever come across. No, you're not. You well, I mean degenerates that are good people are still those are the kind of people i want on my side like your mom everybody brought alcohol i was like no no we got alcohol but it wasn't refrigerated or we didn't put it on ice and yours was oh. colder. so i was like oh have one of your colder drinks white cloth oh yeah and you guys you guys are about the white cloth you get it 
Oh, we love White Claws. We live for Fireball. You, and you guys had so much Fireball. I think that there's like nothing that gets a party started faster than Fireball. Fireball is uh, it's pretty dangerous, in my opinion. Yes. Um, yes, it's incredibly dangerous. Let's talk about Annie. What do you do for fun? Oh, God. What's your favorite TV show? What are some of your favorite TV shows? Pretend we're on your podcast talking about random pop culture. Okay, well, I'm a huge Housewives fan. And really anything on Bravo, except for um, Below Deck. I don't watch that franchise. Um, what else? I'm currently watching The Bachelor because I have to for the podcast, even though I think it's the dumbest show on television. Let me... Uh, you want, let me. You want to segue st- into The Bachelor? No, I want to segue into how I hate Bravo. My girlfriend, well, fiance, shout out Kate. She loves Bravo, everything Bravo. Yes. I cannot handle The Housewives. They just okay. scream at each other. Like, why do they? Yes. They're bad people. They just scream at each other, say mean things, and then they all still hang out with each other because they have to be on TV for these manufactured social scenes that aren't real. It's like, oh, we're at totally. a party. And you're screaming totally. at each other. It's so negative. There's no plot. Like, It's a complete disaster. Okay, well... You can admit that, so we can. Yeah, but that's but that's what makes it interesting and hilarious because it's and embarrassing. Like I kind of watch it and I feel embarrassed, but it's also a show that I watch to like completely unplug because you don't really have to pay close attention to it. That that's that's what Kate says. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that. But here's what here's what rubs me the wrong way about most reality TV shows. There's at the end of the day, there's a bunch of producers that are putting together a show where they're like, we're going to make it seem like it's reality, even though it's us doctoring or staging these scenes and the audience isn't going to know any better. <laughs> they chuckle about it. And it's the same shit. There's only one reality show, reality TV show that I recognize that is a pure reality TV show. And that's Cops. Um, have you watched Live PD? Uh, I actually haven't. Just out oh of loyalty to cops. Well, you really should. Because that's actually Emily's favorite TV show. Does it follow uh, the same guys? No, it's like different every time. So it's cops. Basically, but they it, they like follow them along on like, I don't, I Meh. think sometimes it actually is live. I could be wrong on that. But also what you just described is every television. Like yeah. just because it's not scripted doesn't like producers set things up that they want the audience to believe is real on even a scripted show yeah but on a scripted show it's a script it's a show what it's like this is a fantasy this is a fiction let's put together a kick-ass story instead of let's try to pretend that this fiction isn't fiction and it's a bunch of housewives arguing at a table like in a True. scripted set in a scripted setting it's like yeah rob a bank or do something kick-ass or watch cops. Well, yeah, but where you're describing somebody... two totally different types of genres. I, I know, and I'm sorry. I'm just saying that one of you them is. To... <laughs> you don't have to apologize. You're allowed to. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> sorry, I get used to apologizing to <laughs> Catherine, but oh. I, I do like the the Housewives of Atlanta. I, I don't Which know why. Which is unreal to me, and that is honestly the not even remotely close to the best franchise. Well. Their their arguments are sassier and like they're they're funnier in my opinion as well. Yeah, true. Enraged. What's Kate's favorite? What's Kate's favorite? Housewives for sure. She is a fan well, of. No, but Beverly. I mean, oh, New York, New York, New York, New York. Okay, 
Yep. She's spot I, on I, said, I said Housewives of Sure. I'm an idiot. I meant Orange <laughs> County and New York are her two favorite. I think Beverly okay. Hills is up there. What's your favorite scripted TV? Or, I keep saying non-reality. Non, non-bravo. Non-reality. That's the word I'm looking for. Well, oh my God. My favorite. Well, my favorite TV show of all time is Friends. But that's obviously not on the air anymore. It's, so we won't dig into that. I mean, had a good run. Probably one of the most successful runs of all time. Are you into Seinfeld at all? Not really. I, that's another one that I should probably give a chance to. But yes. again, I have so many things that I watch. I watch every medical TV show on, like, on the air. I never really got into medical, so I, I can't. I can't. Well, I'm in the medical field, so that might be part of it. What do you do? I'm a pharmaceutical rep. Oh, nice. Sales? Yeah. Yeah. I'm related to a doctor. Hey, Uncle Buddy, take care of Annie. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Is he in LA? Because that actually could help me. No, he's in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Shout out. Um, that w- could help my friend Lindsay then. Oh, yeah. Uh, send Lindsay his way, her way, there whatever. <laughs> but medical shows are your jam? I love medical shows. I love, um, I love like everything Shonda Rhimes has ever done, which is like, I understand like the most girl thing to ever say. Um, but I've never missed an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Wait, that, that's been off the air for some time now, right? No, it's still on the air. I actually... And for, I have never seen an episode of it, but I just assumed I didn't like it, so I never really gave it a shot. But oh my gosh, is it is it no, binge worthy? You're missing out. Oh, a hundred percent. And all the seasons are on Netflix. Is, is there a storyline that's like? Are the episodes connected to each other? Yes. Kind of oh, like yeah, you have to start at the very beginning. You this is not one that you can just like jump in in season seven, episode three. It's in uh, like its sixteenth season. Yeah, you and your what, what's your boyfriend's name again? I call him T. T. Yes. All right, do, you, do you guys watch any of the same shows? Um, it, I mean, oh, it, we do it, watch. Do you, have you ever watched Power? We do watch Power together. Power. What's Power? It's on Stars. Does it's it? the show that Fifty Cent created. Oh, well, I say no more. I'm, I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> that's badass. Uh, yeah, yeah, you really need to watch it. It's so good. No, but we're that's like, another one. You have to start at like season one, episode one, and we're in season six, I think. Well, me and Kate are like over the century on watching the same shows seriously this has been enjoyable and we're trying to figure out things to do in the off season obviously we can't talk about updates that never happened with the browns whatever we do (laughs) we'll think of something to get you in on it because this is just delightful oh yeah no thank you so much for having me anytime you need a guest or you need to shoot the shit on reality tv i'm your girl yeah it's uh we'll have a three-way with you and Kate, and I'll, I'll go to toe-to-toe with anyone about ripping on the housewives. We interrupt this interview for a quick editor's note. I accidentally said we should have a three-way with Annie, Kate, and myself. That is not what I meant. You know what I didn't mean. Anyway, get your minds out of the gutter. Let's get back to the interview. I'm pretty sure I'm oh, arguing every time. but I completely... If, no, if Kate and I are on here together, she and I will crush you. With what? Logic? Just because you have numbers doesn't make you right. But well, I beg we'll, to differ. We'll see. Well, it's a te- it's a teaser. We'll end on that note. That's true. That's true. I like it. Anyway, thanks for coming on, and everyone, check out. Well, I'll put it in the bio. It's at Annie Wilk. What's your Instagram handle? It's at Annie underscore Wilk, and you can also follow the the podcast Instagram. It's just at Nobody's Pod. At Nobody's Pod. At Andy Annie Scunder or Score Schmidt Schmidt. Sorry, Scotch. <laughs> Um, I'm going to delete the shit. Nailed it. No, keep it uh, in there. (laughs) uh, Maybe I will. Anyway.
Thanks for coming cool. on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. Good interview, team. Great interview. Team, as because Annie's now, well, has been for several weeks now, a friend of the podcast. Yeah. So she's on the team. Nice, you know, good vibes from out in LA. You know, our best to everyone out there. Let's do it one more round of guests in the form of the, the Mini Lot Payfund. How oh, we should have said it at the same time, but you know what we're saying the Mini Lot Payfund. Let's go. Cue it up. Leave a message. What up, Raleigh? What up, Kevin? This is Nader35 out here in Southern California. Um, in regards to The Bachelor, uh, I messaged you, Raleigh. You know what's going on. And I am absolutely pissed that they allowed them to make some bullshit little team called the Killer Bees and make them yellow and black on national TV in our house. I'm done. And Miles is coming back. Stop <laughs> town for life. Hi, I just saw the notification and I have so much to say about yoga as a workout. Because every time I tell people I do yoga, they look at me like I'm a dumbass. And they think like, wow, like, you're such a girl. Only women do yoga. Like, why would anyone do... Stop that. It's Yoga helps you in so many ways. It helps prevent injuries, like, because you get more flexible. Um, I mean, yoga, like, helps you mentally and emotionally. It helps relieve stress. There's so many good things about yoga I can't even describe. It's my favorite part of the week, doing yoga. Okay, I do yoga, all right? I'll be the first one. Be the first one to say it, but uh, I, that's all I got to say. Peace out, boys. Go Browns. What's going on? First off, I just wanted to say yoga is a sport, okay? And uh, on the Stefanski hire, at first I was really against it. I watched an interview with him on the, the Browns YouTube channel, and I'm a big guy. We're bringing a fullback back. We're going to start running with a fullback this year. I'm a really big fan of that. And I really think he's really going to find what's best for our offense. And he's a professional. I love how professional Stefanski is. I uh, was At first, I hated the hire. But I could see why the Browns made the, made the decision. Hopefully, it works out in the end. I mean, Pumpkinhead did hate the hire, so maybe that's a good sign. And on the Odell Slavin's ass situation, I mean, he saw it. You watch, you watch the videos on <laughs> He was soft. As always, I'll go brownie. Or, what up, dogs? War is loyal. Dog myself, not only the Browns, but of the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm very happy to see my boy Nicholas Jamal Chubb make the Pro Bowl. And not only him, but Juice and Joel Bitonio. However, I do think, uh, you know, Schobert got snubbed and we need to resign him immediately. Anyways, I'm very happy with the Stepanski hire because I really like what he did with Kirk Cousins and, uh, what's his name, Case Keenum. If you can take Case Keenum to the NFC Championship, then you know you're doing something right. And just imagine what it can do with Baker. Anyways, thank you guys. Oof, oof, oof. As always, as we say every single week, thank you to everyone who calls in, especially in the offseason. Before we take you out, we got to talk about the Super Bowl for a quick second. Some predictions? 
We got Mahomes versus the entire 49ers defense. Yes, indeed. I'm really still kind of a coin flip right now. I'm this Sunday down in Miami, Mahomes. I'm going to put my 49ers. Money, I'm putting my money on the Niners. That defense is just nasty. I really got to go with Mahomes. If I had a bet right now, I think I'm going to do Mahomes. Who's singing the anthem? Do we know? Um, actually, I have no idea. Because I always put money on that. Shakira is going to be involved. It, it kind of it's kind of a bummer that don't be wrong. They have some the halftime show has got some studs, but how is Pitbull not? In this lineup for the halftime show, it's Miami. It's your three hundred five. Dolly, I'll uh, I'll send a letter to Goodell. But you you know what I was thinking, and I don't know if I've said this on earlier episodes, but I get incredibly nervous and anxious each Browns game, regardless of what the score is. God willing, someday we'll be in the Super Bowl, and I cannot imagine how like what kind of a nervous wreck I'm going to be. And then there's going to be a hour long halftime show of Beyonce doing whatever. And I'm just going to be like, okay, like what are they saying in the locker room? Like how's the second half of this going to go? Like I, I could not imagine watching the Super Bowl with my team being in it and then trying to enjoy whatever performance is up. I hate that. I just thought of this and I'm blaming you for it, but with our luck, if we would get to the playoff, if and when we get to the playoffs, and we make it all the way through to the Super Bowl. First of all, granting granted my heart survives that entire playoff run to the Super Bowl. At the halftime show, I feel like some of the pyrotechnics would go off and the field would catch on fire. No one would get hurt or injured, but the field would become unplayable because of the halftime show pyrotechnics, and then we have to postpone the entire game for like two weeks. That is my friends, is a Cleveland Browns Super Bowl in a nutshell. No, well, yeah, but it'd be worse than that. It would be like the Browns just had all of the, the momentum. But could is there a more Browns thing ever than a, a halftime show, burning the field to a crisp, and then we have to just postpone the game for two weeks? Well, that kind of happened to the Indians in the World going Series. going off the 480 bridge. I mean, that happened to the Indians in the World Series with that freaking rain delay. killed our momentum. Let us not go back to the darkest Ugh, night God. I've had. But yeah, something stupid's gonna happen. Like a like a, a fireworks gonna go off and hit Garrett in the kneecap. No, and- I'm not no, 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 no one's getting hurt. I'm saying the something dumb like the field is gonna yeah, burn. But, but that would affect both teams and then like the like that would screw both teams right, equally. This I'm is, saying this would- is I'm sorry I brought this up. We gotta cheer this up. But then we go around and we end up winning it. So there we go. So here's to us making moves in the offseason that really no one knows what the hell they're going to look like in six months from now. Here's to this team getting healthy, resting up in the offseason. Here's to a great Super Bowl. And uh, here's to the next time we talk to you all in probably uh, a week or so. Yeah, we'll have a post-Super uh, Bowl podcast, I guess. What will that be, episode 24? We'll have some more interviews popping up here and there this offseason. We'll keep it coming. But until then, good night, Cleveland. Good night, Cleveland.